Hi, it's Amelia Powell here. In today's Q&A episode, we talk to new VA Georgia. We talk about getting in front of your ideal clients, encouraging clients to move from one-off project-based work to retainer packages, marketing and mindset. We hope you enjoy. Hi, thank you so much for your time. How are you? Hello, Amelia. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, Could you just introduce yourself, um, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do now? Yes, so my name's Georgia Garland and I joined the Contemporary PA, which is a license that I bought into. Um, A lovely lady called Gemma Wall set it up. Um, So I am self-employed, but I work under that license. I am really new to being a virtual assistant as I just set up at the end of January and I offer a really wide range of services from marketing and social media management to email management, admin, a whole variety of things really Um, and I have had the pleasure of working with a couple of clients since I started. Um, One was my best friend who owns a cake shop. She makes amazing birthday cakes, wedding cakes. So that's been really fun to work together. Um, Also an accountant and a lady who has her own signage company. So it's been great to learn about um, businesses in my local area. Uh, I also have a degree in marketing management and I've worked in different marketing roles and also for a year in events. So marketing is my passion, but I love to help businesses in any way that I can. That's great. It's great that you've had clients to work with, considering like you only started in January and like the time of the year as well. Yes, um, I felt really lucky that I had worked with about four different people. And obviously everything that's going on at the minute has been tricky because networking is such a big part of finding clients. And I was about six seven weeks in when everything went a bit tits up so it's been a bit challenging Um, but I think at this point it's just about developing stuff behind the scenes so when we are allowed out again I can really hit the ground running yeah exactly it's good to take the opportunity what you can I guess um so Amelia I have some questions for you yeah um so my first one is How do you get in front of your ideal clients so that they come to you rather than always trying to find them and get sort of under their skin? Yeah, so I would say the biggest area where I've spent most of my time is really drilling down into what my ideal client looks like and who they are and really like building that like persona um, of them and knowing like who they are. Um, so I think a lot of people go out and they'll look for clients, but if you don't really know exactly who they are, um, you don't know where to go and it can be like take a lot longer. And um, so I spent a lot of time on like working out what services I want to offer and how I can add the most value and what types of clients I can add the most value to. Um, yeah. So my ideal client is um, like male between like 45 and 55 Um, They're based in London. They run at least one business. They're fairly entrepreneurial. Um, So they often have like two or three businesses or they have other like side hustles or properties. Um, A lot of them are high net worth individuals as well. Um, 
because of their age and their background and the fact that they're time poor, they spend a lot of their time um, when they're on social media on LinkedIn and on like traditional websites or emailing. They don't spend time on Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok. Um, that's just not their vibe. Um, <laughs> they also, um, because they're time poor, they um, communicate um, kind of like very high level, very short like messages um, and they're very direct. So yeah. everything that I do when I'm um, creating my brand is built for that person. So like I have like their name even in my head. They're called Peter. <laughs> um, so like absolutely everything I do for my business is like built towards Peter. So that's for like if I'm writing blogs or putting posts on LinkedIn, I'm writing it to Peter. Um, and I do I have had other clients as well. Um, they're not all Peters. It'd be a bit weird <laughs> if they were. Um, but I think when you've got, you know who you're marketing towards, it makes it a lot easier for you to tailor that and for them to then come to you. Um, so at the beginning in particular, I spend a lot of time on writing blogs because I want people to go to my website. Yeah. And again, my website is really simple. It's high level. It's like, bit of background about me and the team what we do how we can help pricing contact bam like that's it because that's what my ideal client wants obviously if your ideal client is um different or they're like they like more detail then I would put that detail in but for my clients that's not what they're looking for um so I wrote a lot of blogs and just kept like everything like bullet point and even things like larger font, because my Peter um, <laughs> is, is a bit older and likes larger font and like yeah. simple. Um, so I really focused on that. And um, I think consistency is really important as well. So I was putting out blogs um, every other week and then at times every week. Um, and then um, I was working out like in my head, I was thinking like, what time does Peter like commute? What time is he doing this? And um just regularly posting and asking other people that I knew to like, like, comment and share as well um, meant that my content was circulating to my ideal client and then they were contacting me. Um, I'm not a marketing expert, but um, I've kind of like worked out what works for me and my ideal client over time. And I think consistently posting, even when you get to capacity and you're busy is really important because you may want to grow your business or you may lose clients if you've got that regular stream of people contacting you and it makes life a lot easier that's really interesting that you're so so specific um and that's definitely something that I can work on during this time so that's really helpful yeah I think um for me like as I said I'm not a marketing expert I don't really know what I'm doing other than I see what works and what doesn't yeah. work, um, which I guess is a plus, really. Um, but I, I do hear like a lot of VAs, like they'll say, oh, you know, they, they're focused on what they want to offer, but they're not mm -hmm. always that focused on what that ideal client needs. Yeah. And I think if you focus on that, it, it just makes things so much easier. And I literally, everything that I put out there, it's like I'm talking to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit strange, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> right I've got another question um how long did it take for you to become fully booked with clients after you first launched as a VA 
Yeah. Um, so I looked at this yesterday, actually, and it surprised me because it felt like a lot longer. So it felt like it was like 10 years. Um, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really impatient. And um, I had like such high expectations when I first started that I thought I'd be booked out in like a day. Um, and reality is no one knew who I was. No one cared. Um, so that didn't go to plan. Um, but it actually took me four months, which looking back, I think is really, really quick. Yeah, it um, is. But, but it, it didn't feel it to me. But um, I was like, wow, four months, that's pretty good going, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I think it's a lesson there to just like really kind of not be hard on yourself as well. Because, yeah. um, you know, if you're working your hardest, like that's all you can do. Um, and not to compare yourself to other people as well. Um, but it did take four months, but I spent probably two and a half months before that with no clients and just um, like building my brand and processes and working and deciding what I wanted to do and pricing and getting the website set up and like networking and stuff. So I did spend two months before before I even got my first client, two and a half months, I think. Um, but from getting my first client to being at capacity, it was about four months, um, which is good. And then I got an associate to help me with like ad hoc work from there. I think I know me especially, I'm quite hard on myself. Um, like, you know, you should be here, you should have this many by this amount of time. And I'm quite impatient and I want it to happen now. And it just doesn't work like that. And you've got to just be realistic with things and things do take time and you just can't rush them yeah and I think it's important to celebrate the small wins as well um so like every like large goal you have there'll obviously be lots of tiny steps that you have to take to get that even if it's just researching or reaching out to someone um and I think that it's actually really important to celebrate those little things which generally people don't find that easy to do so it does take a bit of discipline um, but ev- everything that you do is progressing towards that goal. Um, and things don't happen overnight for anyone. Whatever you see on social media, like, it's not true. People graft, they work hard, they have rejection, um, they make mistakes, they lose clients. Like, a lot of things happen. Um, but all you see is it looks like oh, they've become an overnight success, but it's yeah. not the case. So I think it's really important to, like, try and put things into perspective and celebrate like any tiny little thing that you do that is towards your goal and for me personally I try not to focus too much on what other people are doing because it just really affects my mindset definitely because it can often seem like everybody else is doing really well and successful but you don't know what goes on behind the scenes no exactly okay um how do you turn project-based clients into monthly retainer clients? So for me, um, the work I've been doing with clients has been very project-based. And obviously mm-hmm. in the long run, I'd like retainer clients who will be paying monthly. Yeah. And um, so there's two steps there. Like one of them is I'd continuously promote my retainer services yeah. to, to other people as well. Um, while you're working on like one-off projects because um, you'll have like one-off clients that you will be able to convert into ongoing clients but then also you'll have some that you won't and they just do want some like one-off pieces of work Um, but I I think the more you add value like the more they want to work with you 
Um, and for me, like when I worked um, on one-off projects with clients, I um, if I was coming to the end of that project, I would just kind of catch up with them regularly and just um, like reconfirm like what I offered and how I worked with other clients on a retainer ongoing basis and really like worked at communicating like what value and what they would get from that and and also um for me like clients on retainers get more of my time and I respond quicker and I'm available so if they're paid if they're retaining me they're paying for x amount of hours per week or um which works out like per day so for me like they know that they have that guaranteed amount of time with me um, and I do communicate that with clients that are on a project basis. So I'll say you, I have clients on retainer basis and um, it means that I can plan out my time and I know what time I have to commit to them. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like with the project, uh, like clients, you can't do that as much or I don't do that as much for that reason because I actually don't want one-off clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it, can, it can make it really tricky to know like what time you have um for each client and also for I don't know like how you're working cash flow but for cash flow as well and when I have done on like one-off work I've invoiced at the end of the month for that or invoiced for half of it and that just doesn't really work for me so like retainer clients they prepay in advance and so I know exactly like how much money I'm getting each month and I it's on direct debit so I don't even need to like invoice them for it um so for me um the ongoing retainers are really important so I just really like communicate um like what extra value they will get for that and um try and like sell what's in it for them and also if there are clients that maybe are concerned around it um then I try and minimize the like risk for them so some of them might not want an ongoing direct debit coming out because they don't know like how much work they're going to have yeah um so if I wanted to convert them then I'd maybe say oh well we've spent two months working together and we've spent on average this amount of hours like um per month so maybe we could do like a minimum amount of hours that I think it's going to be per month and then anything extra can invoice at the ex- at the end of the month and like reconfirm to them that they can cancel at any time if you're going to do that um so I just really try and like minimize the the like risk for them yeah. as well Great. I also wanted to know if there are any useful resources you've used to further your knowledge and your development. Yeah, so I didn't um, invest in VA training because I personally didn't feel that I needed it because I've had like 15 years of like PA and operational experience. So for me personally, I knew that like my delivery was good. Yeah but I um, hadn't run a business before. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know how to get clients. I didn't know about accounting. So um, those side of things, like I wanted to know more about. Um, so And just like business in general. Um, so I spent a lot of time on Facebook groups, so like VA Facebook groups. There's lots of them out there, like UK-based and internationally as well. Um, and the international ones, although they're not always appropriate, um, I definitely learned different things. Like the US um, works slightly differently to the UK. Um, so I kind of learned how they did that as well. Um, and then for me personally, a lot of things that I struggled with at the beginning was like, 
mindset and confidence yeah. so I also spent quite a lot of time um, listening to podcasts like Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins and things like that because I needed like help with believing in myself yeah. um so and for me like running a VA business a lot of it is around mindset and a lot of VAs that come into it they have got those skills already like they they've got the skills they know how to um, do social media for someone or they know how to book in a meeting or research travel because they've done that before but they may um, not be sure on confidence things or like certain business related aspects so um, for me I focused on that so I listened to lots of podcasts um, I did purchase a couple of books so I purchased uh, How to Be a VA um, I can't remember I think it was Catherine I can't remember her surname and that was a really good book because that um, came up with things I hadn't thought about. Yeah. Um, like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know that I would need insurance yeah. or need to be ICO registered. So all those sorts of things were in her books. I found that really useful. Um, there was another book that um, was How to Be a VA in 30 Days. And that was good for me as well because it just had, like, again loads of steps and just really like simple and just gave me considerations and I actually physically bought the book so I highlighted things that I needed to do um which helped me again and it just gave me things that, that I hadn't thought of yeah. like I didn't know that there's different ways of like pricing services and and things like that um and also the um, VA handbook, I that was like my go-to. It's by um, Jo Monroe's website and um, she's got a Facebook group as well. And that's for new VAs. And I found that like really good. She had some downloadable tools on there and things like how to get clients. Um, she also, on her blog, she interviews other VAs. So it gave me a good understanding for like a day in the life of a VA as well. Um, and it's good to just have that like moral support yeah. as well and know that other people are in the same boat um, so the Facebook groups I found really useful and when I was setting up I would ask questions like oh I'm looking at this system does anyone know anything about it or I've got a call coming up with a potential client have anyone got any tips and it's so surprising how many people are like happy to help as well um, so I found that good just knowing that other people are like they've had the same sort of challenges in itself like that was just really like comforting to me so they're the main thing thank you I've written those down <laughs> oh, good. Um, if you think of anything else after then let I me know. will do and my <laughs> final question is what is your secret to success I'm sure there's multiple. <laughs> mm, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I would say um, authenticity and building relationships with people. Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be someone that is your client. Like, you never know who will become your client or who someone knows. So just building, like, real genuine connections with people um, and being yourself, um, which is another reason why I don't overly look at what, other competitors are doing because it for me it can just like muddy the water yeah. like I, I want to know what I'm offering and how I can help people and I think people buy from people so if you are yourself and you're confident like in yourself and what you can help clients with then I think that goes a long way and I think clients really appreciate that and that's not just from like getting new clients but you know hopefully you, you keep clients for a long time 
um, and having that like ongoing relationship with clients like they need to trust you like you can have exposure to a lot of confidential things as well um, so just being yourself and kind of like demonstrating and living by your values I think is really important um, one thing that I've started writing about which I've kind of said is like my secret um, is the use of positive language and that is with like any email communication um, voice notes whatsapp messages anything that I'm doing um, to clients like for clients um, or like their clients or suppliers or anyone really um, just really focusing on positive language I feel is like a real like really important aspect of doing well and I know it just sounds really strange um but I do believe that if you're comparing two emails so say for instance if I sent a client an email about some negative information I was using the words like don't and can't and unfortunately and sorry um and even no problem like I don't like using that because it got the word no and problem in it um whereas if you like flip that over and you see like for me I'll start writing an email and then I'll change anything that's got like any sort of negative language in it so instead of saying unfortunately I'd say blah 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 however and then put like what the action is or what the solution is and so I feel like positive language is like my kind of like secret that um that I don't know whether everybody uses it but um I feel like that works well Um, And then the other thing I think is being tenacious because you are going to like if you're in it for the long term, you are going to lose clients, you are going to have to have difficult conversations, you will make mistakes like that happens, people human. And so I think like being tenacious and um, changing how you work and adapting and not kind of accepting defeat. I think really helps for like long-term success and I think you have to like catch yourself with it as well because it like you can do it without even noticing like last year I um, had an inquiry from a new client who um, wanted a lot of hours and I didn't have the capacity um, for me personally or for people on my team and I very very nearly turned it down and I had turned down similar work in the past and then I was like no why am I turning it down why don't I like change it and work harder to like then be able to deliver and so that's what I did and I've got that client now and also other clients that are bigger and with more hours and that's just because I I changed my mindset to like being tenacious and changing like how I worked and not just taking my no um for as the answer Um, and I think that that really works for me it's been so interesting to find all these things mm-hmm. out and it's also good to hear that people as you say have been in your position and you've just got to be patient and I think work hard is also a main thing yeah working for. hard definitely and I think like you see so much online like when you're looking at social media and it looks like everyone is like such success <laughs> and they're doing well and like no one's got any problems but I don't think that that's true no. <laughs> um, unless it's unless it's just me that has all the <laughs> all the problems about that but um 
like it happens like, as I said like it's normal to lose clients it's normal to make mistakes it's how you deal with those situations that I think like will be make or break for business definitely so it's my turn to ask you some questions are you ready yes, I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> perfect and so what made you decide to be a VA um so my first job out of university I went down to London because I'm from Newcastle and it was for a private members club that hosted events and about two months into being in London I realized it just wasn't the place for me and I was lucky enough to come back home but work remotely so it gave me a taste of what it was like to work remotely and I really loved it I liked the freedom um choosing more when I worked and also being in charge of my own schedule I'm a really organized person so it works really well for me I don't need to be in an office with people looking at me to make me do my work yeah Um, I then had the option of going back down to London to work for them and I didn't want to so it meant that I was looking for another job and I got a lovely job working in marketing but really quickly I realized I missed the freedom and the independence and I just couldn't see my future in a corporate environment I'd never saw myself as a manager of people or anything like that um so I came across the opportunity to buy into the um contemporary PA license and as soon as I saw it I just thought that is for me. I always felt like I was looking for something that was a bit different, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, that's it. That's the thing I've been looking for. <laughs> um, I'm really passionate as well about small businesses. Um, my dad is a small business owner, so I love finding out about small businesses in my local community or further afield. And it's really empowering to work for yourself and you rely on yourself and you kind of show yourself what you're made of and you don't need to rely on anybody else and it's really for me about creating a life that I want to live and I don't want to be restricted to a nine-to-five job every day I want to wake up and love every day and feel motivated and for the first time in my professional career I feel like that that's good I think there's so many more people that are doing that now and they're kind of realizing they want to kind of focus on themselves and being in control of like their future um and also obviously like working from home as a bonus as well or like no commuting um but I feel like more and more people are doing that now um and they kind of want the flexibility of like working at a time that like works for them yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I've seen on your Instagram, you're living an amazing life, traveling around everywhere. And I just think it's fantastic. And you don't have to be in an office to achieve great things. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, you, if you can get to the point where you can work remotely, like you can't work anywhere. Um, it doesn't mean that life's just like fun mm-hmm. all the time because I work like as hard as I would if I was like in London. Um, but yeah, it gives you the freedom. And if you can work remotely, it means you can literally work anywhere, whether that's, you know, a different co-working space every day or family members. It just gives you like a little bit more freedom. Yeah, exactly. And I just always felt like, 
oh, this can't be it for life, going to the same place every day, sitting at this desk. I just found it very mundane, really. Um, so, yeah, I've been loving every minute of it, even though it's been challenging. <laughs> yeah, as I said earlier, it's really not the best time, but then equally, um, I guess that it being a bit quieter is good because it means that you can just, like, get everything ready for when things pick up. You can be ready exactly. for it. Mm-hmm. and um, it looks like that you focus on marketing and social media and um, there's a, quite a lot of people that offer that and um, how do you make sure that you stand out from the crowd so with marketing I've found that a lot of people just think they know what it is and how to do it um, I found after I graduated a lot of people from really different backgrounds were always going for the same marketing jobs and I used to think well why why go for my job why don't you do what you studied in but so I think having a degree in it is definitely advantageous I got a first in my degree and it's my passion um so I've got all the background knowledge I need on it I also did a whole year's work experience during that time and an internship in my final year so I've got a lot of background experience and like you said earlier about creating relationships with people marketing is very like that you know you need to be authentic and create authentic content and not just be copying other people and Mm. I think these days brands or people the audience really want to get to know who you are and it's not always just about plugging yourself it's about who is the person what do they like what are their hobbies what is their personality because people really buy into that um and overall it is just my passion I think that's really important yeah and if there was like one tip you could give somebody in terms of like marketing on their social media what would it be I think it would be to be quite bold and not scared I think these days we we're really scared of judgment especially when you're putting yourself out there um and I know I have been starting my own business um you feel like oh my family my friends are going to see me what will they think will they think just laugh at me but at the end of the day if you don't do it nobody else is going to do it for you so just go for it yeah I think that's really good advice actually like it took me a while to get there and I think at the beginning I was nervous that people might not think that I was professional like so if I was just myself wearing like normal clothes I've worked in corporate environments so um that like mindset from like dressing a certain way and having a certain background when you were like recording videos and things was in my mind for a while and so it took me a bit of time to feel like comfortable with myself and I also thought like what's the worst that will happen like so what if I lose a follower then they're not for me um (laughs) and like I don't know whether this is normal but for me um I regularly get new followers but I also lose a few as well um like regularly and I just think that's kind of natural as you develop and you like build your brand then there'll be people that it's not for them so if they don't like it and they don't have to follow you it's a <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so um yeah like I've got to the point where I have been more bold and I've been more my, myself and um what the day that I decided to like be more myself and just show what I'm doing like behind the scenes and show a more vulnerable side 
I actually had people reach out to me saying that they loved my content and it seemed to have changed and they thought it was really good. Um, so it obviously works. But as I said, I'm not like marketing minded, but I just try things out and see what works. So people do want to see the real you and I think they can actually tell if you're not being absolutely (laughs) that's very good tip and what do you enjoy most about being a BA I would say um I've always been more of a shy person and not overly confident I'm never the loudest person in the room and having to go to networking events and meet people and just be on my own and be talking to people about myself and my business it has made my confidence grow so much in the past I don't know six seven weeks than it's ever grown in any other job I've had before um so I guess I'm loving who it's making me as a person and also getting to meet really interesting people who all have super interesting businesses and backstories it's just a pleasure to find out more about them yeah that's amazing that's so nice to hear actually because I think it really does develop you as a person um like it has yeah. to because no one else no one else is going to do it for you like you have to network and have those conversations as well and um, so it's good that you can like notice the difference so quickly as well Thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. Best of luck with everything. And I'll continue to follow you on Instagram because I love seeing what you're up to. (laughs) Again.